Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko, and on today's episode, I sit down with digital content creator, Greg Litley. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. Everyone, to big things with Zach Miko. As always, I am your host, Zach Miko. Hope everyone's having a great weekend. Hope everyone had a great week. Uh, Game of Thrones is over, everybody. How sad. It's it's been like ten years. I don't know. It's been a long time, like eight years, eight seasons, ten years, something crazy like that. I know we had to wait like a year in between some of the seasons. It's crazy to think. Like, this is one of the most sweeping, epic TV productions of all time, and now it's come to an end. And me and Paul Guyette were actually talking the other day. I feel so bad for so many of you. For so many people, Game of Thrones was your intro to fandom in a lot of ways. It was your intro to fantasy. It was your intro to sci-fi, all that cool stuff. And you just must be so sad right now because geeks... Like like me and Paul, we'll have everything. There's always other stories. This is a very sad. We're very invested in this story. We'll be very sad when it ends. But, I mean, I guess it did end. I'm talking, I'm recording this Sunday. I haven't seen the ending yet. If I was, I'd be spoiling the shit out of it. You guys know that. But I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, geeks, there's always another story. There's always another fandom to move on to. But for so many, like, normies out in the world, this is this is going to be really upsetting. So you're going to have to move on to another crazy cool show. As far as fantasy goes, all I know is HBO is coming out with a series based on my favorite book series of all time, His Dark Materials. So you guys should get into that. I haven't even seen it yet, but I know Lin-Manuel Miranda is in it and so is James McAvoy. So how could it be bad? It's going to be great. It's one of my favorite book series of all time. By Philip Pullman. I haven't seen it, obviously. It's not out yet. But they tried to make a a movie out of the first book, Golden Compass. It went terribly wrong, and it was a bad movie. It was a legit bad movie. So, uh, luckily, HBO is going to put a dark twist on it, and it's going to be great, and I cannot wait. But, you know, whatever. It's cool. I hope uh, everyone's happy with the Game of Thrones ending. I will tell you on next week whether I liked it or not. Anyway, we have a great show for you guys. I sit down with digital content creator Greg Litley, everybody. I worked with Greg Litley back when he was working with a skincare brand called Kiehl's. He had actually hired me for my first and only skincare gig ever. I did a, a, a some digital content with Kiehl's along with a world heavyweight boxing champion Lennox Lewis, which was just crazy. And ever since then, Greg and I have been great friends, and he's... Just an incredible content creator, influencer, whatever millennial word you want to use. He's one of the best at what he does. He's working for Revlon now, and you know he's churning out his own content like crazy. So I thought it would be great to have him on the show, talk about creating content, talk about the digital world, talk about everything. We we talked about everything and pretty much everything. I talked. I learned about a feuds between beauty bloggers I knew nothing about. We talk about the gig economy. We talk about a lot. So why am I spoiling it for you? Why don't we just get to the interview? Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my interview with Greg Litton. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with content creator Greg Litley, everybody. Oh, wow. I know. We were, we were just having a discussion off mic on the different terms. So content creator is the yeah. big thing because influencer well, is a you, little. You do a hard T on that. That's content creator. Content creator. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that it's, it's interesting because I think anytime you're in that world or genre and you're being introduced or. Um, people are trying to explain it. They yeah. put like this mysticism magic around it and they're like, guru. I know. Or I uh, wanted to use the term exa- guru. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, there's not, there's not really, I'm not create. I'm not like making the platforms. No, but, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a very interesting, like, cause you know, we had talked about, cause I don't like it when people call me an influencer mm-hmm. either. It's just a weird, it, we were saying Why? before it's, well, you had mentioned, Earlier, it's kind of has like this dirty it's, connotation, it's, especially to or a negative connotation, to negative people connotation outside of that world and people I, outside of this, like the internet world, and also people of a certain age, right? And trying to like explain your job yeah. to someone. And I would, yeah. I would say that, like you, I am in front of people of a certain age who um, may not necessarily be touching the world that I touch every totally. day. And to them, they put that like kind of mysticism spin on it. And when you say influencer, you th- they have um, they the the uh, the uh, all all being they. Yeah, I think that the the connotation that possibly has like seeped into popular culture has been um, something along the lines of people that don't really quote unquote have a job yet. Yeah. The truth, the reality is that content creators, influencers, they've actually become the most direct marketing unit Absolutely. for the majority of brands in existence today. So it's 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 always interesting when you when you start hearing the way people you you can learn a lot about someone mm-hmm. and how they think about this world by listening to the words they use to describe it and then the questions that they ask. Exactly. I know I tiptoe this weird world of like, you know, being a young millennial who Mm. does make a good (laughs) chunk of my living from doing this to like dealing with like older people, whether they're in the baby boomer generation Mm. or just not real Mm. internet folks and having to kind of like describe what I do and people mm. are like, and people pay you money. I'm like, yeah, it's, right. Right. they do. It's weird. I don't know. Because like, especially like when the people are like, oh, they pay, people will pay you to post. Wow. And I said, yeah, they will. Wow. And they're like, why would they do that? And I'm like, well, you know, I have, I'm not a huge social media presence, but I have like 80 plus thousand followers. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, think about, you know, what they're like, you do a regular commercial mm-hmm. and you just kind of blast it out there and you don't know what people are seeing. With me, they have like a guarantee that a direct well, audience, especially if they're associated with me, like since I am in modeling, right. if a clothing company does it, they know the people following me right. are specifically looking for and clothing. And you can lead to direct purchase yeah. just by utilizing the features that are on the platform. Totally. It's, I recently had a conversation with someone that used to, I think they used to work at like L'Oreal or something. Um, and they were talking about Scarlett Johansson and how okay. like, she's one of the like you know highest paid actresses now, like especially with like all of the Marvel twenty two Avenger Marvel MCU films. Um, but the interesting thing was that they were saying that she's unattractive from a marketing standpoint because she has no built in social channels. So it's what? it's it's That's really interesting so that weird. you see you know people that you would consider to be like traditional celebrities, um, you know, diving in 
diving into the deep end, like whether they're like, it's like the goopification of the world. Like you yeah. have people like uh, a Gwyneth Paltrow or even like a Kourtney Kardashian making a poosh, which is the Kardashian version of goop. And it's a word jumble. What is a goop? What, <laughs> um, what is a goop? I think goop it, is the, it's, a, it's a website, right? It's, it's like her, her website. Yeah, it's something. her lifestyle. And, um, and now she's forayed into actual products and clothing. And um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there. I feel like people that take that actual influence and create a direct path of monetization come there. Some of the people that come under fire the most. And I always think it's so strange. Like, I don't know what that mix is and why people uh, kind of like push them into that negative space. Like you yeah. have even like a, like a Gwyneth Paltrow, a Kylie Jenner or whomever, even like a, a Jeffree Star who's more like the beauty world. Totally. They're so easy. It's their, their success is meteoric, uh, me, blah, blah, blah. but it's so large and huge that it's so easy to poke fun. But when you look at the, at the numbers, like, you know, people say all the time about Kylie Jenner being a self-made, whatever, put that aside. Yeah. But the truth is, is that she's amassed like $900 million exactly. in yeah. terms of like profitability and, and merchandise and no, that's, numbers and num- she's a social first yeah. celebrity. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. No, no numbers don't lie. And that's right. And that's why so many companies especially are switching like their traditional marketing right. which i tra- the word is, traditional like it literally traditional just me. like just tv commercial billboards it's, and catalogs the I word guess. traditional is almost as triggering as 55 year old white straight men so <laughs> that's like those are my two triggers Zach. yeah okay. okay i'll stay away from those <laughs> so let's talk about paul rudd no mm. uh, <laughs> or Wait, however old he is I that's okay though because that lands in mcu and i'm totally in that's that true way, that's so true fine. that it's works fine. out well awesome well you know before you got into all the social media, I guess before social media mm-hmm. fucking existed, mm-hmm. um, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and that's primarily where I grew up and then um, went to college here in New York. Actually, we're about in your neighborhood, Queens. I went to St. John's University. Get out. And then that's I never, not too far away. No, it's not terribly far away. And I never left. Yeah. I just... I, it was, I've recently um, had this kind of like leaving New York conversation with a few, not that I am, but having that conversation with a few friends. And I will say that to this day, the one thing that has remained true about New York, Manhattan, this general area, is that truly any dream or anything you want to create, there is no other city on the planet that you can utilize and work as hard as you want to make that happen. Totally. Like it's truly like the network, the system, the actual drive and and just energy of the city is the perfect foundation for you to make any single dream come true. Yeah, like Laura and I have is. talked about that a million times because we've talked talk- about leaving because I think every Where New Yorker, and that's always what the conversation comes down to because I think every New Yorker gets exhausted at one point and they're like, I should just go, maybe I'll move to a smaller city and blah, blah, blah. And then like you do, you start thinking about it and like, okay, that place Where is nice. Where would you go? Nowhere. I wouldn't go anywhere. I mean like, Maybe L.A. Maybe, but I'm not. I love all my people in yeah. L.A., but it's L.A. is not my kind of vibe. Right. I right. actually like I don't know. It, it's the 
Yeah, dude, I don't think you it's could just go not anywhere. My thing. You're kind of stuck here. Oh, no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a future. completely yeah. New Yorker-based yeah. guy. Contractually, I think, I think you have to stay. Contractually, I am a New Yorker. Exactly. <laughs> I technically am signed in L.A., too, but the New York agency would be really bad. Like, so I, and with IMG, I'm like with New York, L.A., Sydney, London. Sydney. Wow. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all of them. I mean, they'll just if if one of the other ones, if the Paris or the or the uh, not Madrid, Milan office Milan. want me to do something, they'll You'll just send out. me a piece of paper to sign, and I'll go. Oh, okay, I'm here. But <laughs> here I am. But we um, need that American big man. But one of the he? reasons, like, but that's the, one of the reasons I was even able to have this career versus any other guy who did the world could have decided to yeah. be like, this is the first major uh, plus size male model. The mm-hmm. reason I had this career is literally because I lived here. Right. So many other guys could have done it, but they lived in right. other states. I right. li- lived here and that's still why I do like very well compared to like some people just starting off as I live here. I take right. every job. Well, I, every I, job. I, I'm I like, also think that that is a really good illustration of New York being the place that you take the combination of hard work and drive and it's like success comes at the intersection of access. So totally. it's like you're working your ass off, you're you know doing your hustle, whether it's your main hustle, your side hustle, your side side hustle, and then having that intersection of access. Because oh, yeah. New York provides so many paths of access. And it's that feeling in New York of that, I could do it here. Like they're really, yeah. you said before, like there's nothing that you can't do. There's no industry Absolutely that doesn't nothing. start here. Nope. There's not a single thing. Nope. And not only Global that. Global brands have headquarters here. Like it's yeah. everything. I can actually like sit down and like there's not a career that I can think of that I like can't do. Unless you really wanted to be a park ranger at Yosemite. Then you got to go to Yosemite. Yeah, sure. But you could probably get is, the meeting through New York. Is that the, on your bucket list, Zach? No, is that, okay. that's on my right. my whole family dies and I live in depression bucket list. Wow. Which so we that's have. your bird box. I've, yeah, that's, that's my your bird, bird box. box. Okay, it's good to like Oh, I told my wife a long time ago. I was like, if you ever die, please don't. But if you do, <laughs> um, I'm going to have to buy a van and drive off into the sunset oh and just God. be that van dude. <laughs> Going from <laughs> it's gonna like, be bad. But your beard would get out of control. Yeah, oh yeah, it would have like, to. It would just there things would be living. And then like she gets mad at me because sometimes we'll be at places. I can't remember where we were. I was at oh, I was at a a uh some sort of like home show with my dad. Mm-hmm. Do you do they have home shows in not Connecticut or is that just a Connecticut? No, thing? we uh Philadelphia has the like a uh, home and flower show. Yeah, where it's and just like even here at the Javis Center we have like things. I we didn't have the know. boat show. They're always fun because the home show is like you just walk around and everyone has booths and most of the booths are like, oh, we have the best leaf protector for your rain gutters mm-hmm. and but they, they do a ton of stuff. But there was like you know, there's always someone selling some sort of cars and there was like this nice like camper van and I would, like take a picture of it and send it to my wife. I'm like, this is the one I'm actually going to buy if you die. like when you die. I this take is it me. to like a really depressing level wow. of like this one's real nice, but wow. it's a little probably out of my price range. So like we need to get health insurance. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so oh, and health insurance you can get in New York. Exactly. <laughs> Everything's Frank's in New York. York. Yeah, exactly. Who's running for president all of a sudden? I can't even which, discuss that. It's, it's very it's what is it? We're up to like 22, 26 20, Democratic. Yeah, 23 or four candidates. or five or six or something. I mean, um, 
Yeah, I religiously watch The View, so I'm very hyper involved. In Yo, what happened to Megan McCain? Why did, did they just decide she had to be wow. the crazy person? Okay, first of all, I don't think we can call women crazy. Sorry, not crazy. You, you're crazy. entirely right. Did um, they decide she had to be the most think, here's the firmly right leaning person? Here's the thing, and then I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but I do. Totally. Ha- I'm so passionate about The View; it's insane. <laughs> um, I would say that I came into. I came into her like time at the view not wanting to like her. Yeah. Just because of so many different things, right? And what I learned was that I prejudged. And in fact, she is a tremendous help in terms of though she doesn't support like the Trump world, she does a really good job of highlighting reasons why people would vote for her without yeah. oh, for him without saying you know, that she did like she hasn't, she's very clearly like her and her father, like clearly they don't support anything he does. No, no. So that has actually been like a really quick education because the, uh, election was terrifying for me and my fiance, Peter. Absolutely. Um, and like trying to get your mind around, like, how did this happen? Who, who are these people? Like what, how did this mobilize? I had to and, call my father the next yeah. morning and just go, Hey, I just need someone to tell me everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, cause I had no idea how to react. And my dad also like, I guess took the Meghan McCain route where he was explaining to me, he goes, this is why he yeah. got elected. These yeah. are the people who didn't felt heard and went out there. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's there's a with Meghan McCain. Like since my experience with the view is whatever clips end up on Facebook. Oh, I watch every single episode. <laughs> I literally paid for the premium Hulu subscription so that just I could, so you could just see that. Oh, I yeah. love it. And all the, uh, but that's the thing. It was like, I never knew Megan McCain's story. Cause she always seemed like such a nice person. I'm sure she is, but they made her like, because the view is supposed to be people of different viewpoints, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And they had to like, at least on the clips, they like uh-huh. cherry pick the harsh ones. And the uh-huh. amount of times I've seen Joy Behar almost hit her. Has wow. Been like, I actually think they get along and they really, no, I'm sure they other. do. But in the clips they show, you're like, Oh, she almost got hit just then. Like <laughs> you can see verbally, verbally, she almost verbally got spanked. It's funny because like I, this show has been off for like 22 seasons and I remember like being like, I don't know, like 12 years old in my parents sitting room in outside of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania and like a, just mentally agreeing with Joy Behar. And I still do. <laughs> like 22, like, so, however, however many years later, I was like, well, that's been consistent. But when yeah. I was a child, I thought Joy Behar and Bette Midler were the same person for a very long time. So that's like a running gag on the <laughs> Is show. Is it really? Because so many people think that like they was, mistake, like they go up to her in like restaurants and they'll be like, oh my God, Bette, I love you. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, that's not me. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh God, I'm glad I'm not alone because I did. I spent my whole life thinking Bette Midler was on the view. Do you view. just think all white women over a certain age look the same is that what you have not all of them Meryl Streep looks different but not even that different like I don't (laughs) this conversation about the view has been a journey I know I always say if anyone ever wants to like end my career they can just listen through the last 75 episodes of my podcast and just cherry pick random things that are said and just put it together in some <laughs> shitty YouTube clip for like a and I'll be like ah because I'm I, I, most of it's joking but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's a thing called especially and you probably know this like being in the social media world there's like this whole idea of especially people who disagree with you mm-hmm. there's like the dehumorizer of the internet mm-hmm. that whatever joke you took is going to get 
picked up, right. taken completely out, out of, of whatever context. jokey context yeah. you're doing, and then just like delivered as a direct right. quote. Well, that's uh, that's kind of the power, unfortunately, the power of call-out culture. Yeah. Anything can be, and I mean, Twitter is an echo chamber of call-out culture, oh, depending I've, on I've who you're following. And I had to stop using Twitter. Really? I mean, not completely. I still have a Twitter. I'm not like, yeah. down with Twitter, but I'm just Was there like, something specifically that happened that made you stop using Twitter? No, more than... Um, Two things. For one, it didn't grow as fast as my Instagram did, okay. so I started focusing on Instagram. Right. But two, well, your when commodity I, is like visualization. Anytime, so like on um, Instagram, someone will like, even if they say something I don't like, like yeah. something mean, like a troll, I'll respond to them, mm -hmm. and we can kind of go back and forth, and mm -hmm. everything's fine. On Twitter, I feel like everything just devolved, and right. these people would come out of nowhere, mm -hmm. and it's just like this is just a little, mm -hmm. little. I don't. These people have a lot of time, yeah. and that's the thing. I just don't have well, the time to argue these with people trolls. Are, I always think that yes, they have time, but unfortunately, um, a lot of pain. Like those people, totally, are a lot of pain. Absolutely, like I, I, my instinct has never been to lash out verbally at someone, no matter so, how. Yeah, so like I can't identify with that that mindset. So when I see that happen and see it at a rate that's so massive at scale i'm like wow there's a lot of hurt people yeah hurt a peep hurt upset angry people in the world. and there's a lot of there's actually like some comedians lately have been doing like great things Patton oswald mm -hmm. did this whole thing where a troll went at him and then he engaged with this troll and talked to him and he ended up that. getting and he ended up getting getting severe health problems and had his fans fund the guy's surgery the fun, i saw that it's saw crazy that. like I that. and i've admired he actually that. lives in westchester Pat Oswald. Yeah. I saw him at a um, in L.A. once at a hotel, and I went to shake his hand, and he like quickly turned it into a fist bump. <laughs> and I was like, "You got it, man. Sorry about that." <laughs> You're like, bye. Right. I don't. I have. I don't like meeting people that I like. I don't. Really? I hate. I hate meeting celebrities that I like. I really do. Do you? I've been disappointed almost every single time, and wow. usually not because they've done anything wrong. Wow. It's just that you hold them at like this high pedestal. Mm -hmm. So even when they are really nice to you, it's almost like in your heart you either, either I feel embarrassed in the way I behaved, mm -hmm. or like you build it up to this magical moment. And the only, the only celebrity I was ever ex like that I had a good meeting with was when I met Gordon Ramsay on the street. The, and that's because- Is that the Hell's Kitchen? Yeah. Her? Okay. And I love him. And you, you consider him a celebrity? Oh, he's a okay. huge celebrity. <laughs> is he? He's okay. huge. Okay. He has like seven right. TV shows. Anyway, I love him. Okay. I love him. In the Food Network world, he right. is very okay. famous. He, he is the but, elite few. But I was walking with Laura, and she saw Julianne Moore on the oh, street. Yeah. And she Gorgeous got super excited. Beautiful. Great. She's phenomenal. And she got so excited to see Julianne Moore. And I like was a little bit of a douchebag. And I was just kind of like to Laura, I was just like, calm down. We're in New York I City. I also want to see that picture because Julianne Moore is like legit 4'7". Oh, yeah. And you're 8'. Eight two. I had to seven, be seven five. Seven five. Yeah. And I had to be told it was Julia Moore from Laura because to me it was just a short little lady that you were like, by. who's that Olsen twin? <laughs> exactly. MK or Ashley? Come and on as over. She's, as Laura's getting so excited about Julia oh, wow. Moore, I had to be. You know, I'm. I'm started telling her. I'm like, listen, we're in New York. You got to be cool about these things. Celebrities are all around. And yeah. as I'm like talking down to my wife, 
um, out of the corner of my eye, I see Gordon Ramsay walking mm. towards me. So in mid sentence, like berating her for not a- appropriately acting in front of celebrities, I, I was just like, ah, ah, Mr. Ramsay. I literally yelled it from Mr. across the street. Mr. Ramsay. Couldn't call him wow, Gordon. I had, to, I had to treat him with respect. Wow. And then he turned, he like snapped because wow. I like scared him. And he's yeah. like, yes. And I said, can, can I shake your hand? And I would assume you tower over him as well. He's he's like, pretty tall. He's like six, two or three. So I'm taller than him, but not yeah. like you. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you can shake my hand. And I walked up and I shook his hand like and he kind of stared at him. And I was like, thank you. Wow. And then he said, thank you. And then he left. Wow. And, that, and my wife was like, so what were you saying about how celebrities are only people? And you got to be like, <laughs> she like, like totally had your number. Oh, I'm so bad. No, but it's it's meeting your hero is always a little disappointing. Meeting your hero. You have now classified Gordon Ramsay. No. Creator of Hell's Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen right? and Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares Cuff. and the F Word. You are labeling him on wheels. a hero. No, okay. he's a guy I really like. Okay, uh, no, he's not okay. a hero. But you meet other people that like are your heroes, and I yeah. always feel like it's like a little sad and disappointing. Just because I like my whole thing is I do not like meeting people as a fan. Mm. I feel I only want to meet do famous I. people as a peer. I, I hate meeting I like them as a fan. Celebrity my favorite celebrity encounters are always ones in a work environment. Exactly. And they've Same with me. always been the best. And there it's always great because automatically you're on a different level like when you meet them that way because they I'm sure people like big, you know, much larger celebrities than I get mm-hmm. bothered on the street constantly, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's very, very weird. Although for New York them. is kind of like no one. New York is pretty that, like yeah. just. I uh, the other day I had a pizza, a slice of pizza, and I st- looked next to me, and it was David Harbor who plays the uh, the sheriff on Stranger Things, okay. and in the That's latest also Hellboy. Triggering for me. He's, <laughs> I think he's very attractive. He's very attractive. He's very and I was sitting here, and he was just having a slice of pizza next to me, and, and I was like, oh shit. And that's the mental <laughs> picture of you sitting next to him, that's like, too, we, we need to move on. He's like my height. On. He's yeah. a real tall guy. Of, yeah, he's, yeah. He was great, and then like, the little boy in me wanted to say something to him, and then like, the have been disappointed in the past adult of me was just like don't fucking talk well i hear he's sober now so he probably would have been really nice no i'm sure he was great like i'm sure he would have been awesome but i was kind of like and i wanted to be like i knew you before you became famous you were the the dick in revolutionary road (laughs) i would have been like hey i was the one person that saw the hellboy reboot Oh, I saw the Hellboy reboot. So you were the second person. I was number two. I went to the theater and there were four people. Oh yeah, there was. It was not. That was a mishandled launch. It was, and it was just. And I have. It's. It also strikes that it's hard to remake something where the original person is still very much alive and still working. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like ah, and especially like he had so much makeup on. You could do all. I know Ron Perlman's old. You can do all the action scenes with stuntmen because Mm -hmm. they're literally in a giant costume. Like it was. But I love David Harbour. I didn't even think he did a bad job. I just thought it was a weird, like. Amelia, Are we forgetting the originals? Because also, like, they would Amelia tie Jovovich things. Amelia was in that, too, right? Amelia, yeah, Amelia which Jovovich. was weird. I haven't seen her since the last Resident Evil. Exactly. So, And there have been, what, 20? A lot. I've seen them all. There have been a lot. Yeah, that was a weird one because they, like, it wasn't a sequel. It wasn't a reboot. They kind of did both. They were like, oh, this is a reboot, but we're going to just mention a bunch of shit that happened that in happened the last in episodes for random reasons. That's weird. That's it was very, very strange. But, then, but I'm sure he would have been nice if I said hi. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. One time um, I did meet um, per- people who are heroes. I met mm. David Sedaris. Okay. And I was super excited. And 
because he does book signings before yeah, all course. of his before of and after all of his readings. Amy's brother. Amy's brother. Yeah. I also love Amy Sedaris yeah, so much. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where like he does book signings and mm-hmm. he like takes his time with people. Mm-hmm. He's very very gracious mm-hmm. in that way. And just before I went to get my book signed, uh, the person ahead of me in line was like someone he was excited about right so then when i get in line he's like did you know the story of that girl and i was like no don't do this this is my moment with you and he was still very very nice but it was like (laughs) he spent the whole time talking about like the girl she was on some british game show Mm -hmm. where she had to be an expert in something and she was an expert in david sedaris literature that is very specific highly specific a little random and because yeah. of that, he wanted to explain that to me. And I was mm. just like, oh, no, I really just want to have a magical moment. And that's when I was like, I'm just going to admire. And I, he was wonderful. He yeah. was very, very pleasant, signed something very nice. But I had embarrassed myself. And that's why like, I went back to like, I, from now on, am mm. going to love the people I love from a distance. Mm. That's it. I, well, I think a very uh, a similar situation where I should have pulled back was I did a program. This is like, I don't know, maybe seven years ago with Selena Gomez. Oh, great. So hopefully, you know, who's like, right. I do okay. know. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> just want to make sure I'm like mostly just, in the loop. I, I had like, to, I just had to check on what your reference point was. So I, I was doing a program with Selena for, she had a clothing line at, um, Kmart and I was working agency side and they were one of our clients. So I had worked on this program for her and I think it was like around her birthday and I don't know what age it was. It may have been 18. I'm not, I'm not positive. And at the time she was like traveling around with her, I think like her mom and her like stepdad and her stepdad is a, a very gorgeous man. He's a very attractive man. And he was like doting on her and like helping things. And like we were in this like back room area and he was like setting up chairs and asking her if she wanted like Diet Coke and just being like really nice. And he was, it was like very distracting because he was like moving like pieces of furniture. And <laughs> so I he kept, was just like getting kind of sweaty. Exactly. And, like and I was like, dude. and I was there and I'm like standing with Selena. And we're like going over like two things that she was like going to do. And then like we were going to do like a quick little video. And she like, and she was a, an amazing professional. Like she was the most adult person in the room. Like she was like, First we'll do this, then we'll do that. Like, I mean, amazing, fantastic. And then like she stopped and she's like, are you checking out my stepdad? And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And I blanked and I immediately, like I couldn't lie. I was just like, yes, I'm sorry. She's like, why do like some of my gay friends check out my stepdad? (laughs) And I'm like, well, he's like an attractive man. She's like, please, like it's my stepdad. Yeah. I was like, oh God. I was like, please don't do that. And it was just like the moment I was just like, I couldn't even lie. I was like. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm yeah. checking out your stepdad. I'm yes, sorry. I did. Sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm like, well, he's like moving chairs and like, like, bro, like, oh, should I move this table? Yeah, just, I'm like, just, oh my ran, God. just random I'm handyman saying, stuff is, for no reason. <laughs> like literally every single trigger. Um, but that was, but I've, uh, I, I've had only mostly positive experiences, work experience. I mean, that wasn't a negative experience. No, but it, that was a mostly positive experiences with, um, yeah, so, every celebrity I've met in a working capacity working has been capacity. wonderful. Just because it is, I like to meet people as a as at least some level of a peer. Right. Even exactly. if I'm even if I'm you know way under them, mm-hmm. like 
for example, when I met Tyra Banks, it was phenomenal oh experience. Gosh. She was oh, so wonderful imagine. to me and it was just a lot of fun. But if like, did she, sure. did you feel like she knew all about you when you met her? She knew a good amount. Yeah. She knew a real good amount. She asked me to take my wedding ring off. It was like the first thing oh, she did really? just for the TV. She, oh, she's like, okay. Cause she has, you know, a partner also. Right. And she's like, it's a thing we don't, she, right. cause there's still, you gotta remember she came up in the nineties mm -hmm. where the fashion world was at its fucking worst yeah. essentially yeah. so she had to very be much so like no she, you need to seem more desirable so to she people. recommended that you remove your wedding band just for the shooting yeah wow. so it was it was it was funny and i was like that oh is, that's, so that's so specific but, but she was, like it was such so good smart. advice yeah. no she was so smart she was just like listen she goes you just gotta which is which i've noticed and laura and i have talked about this anytime i post a picture of my wife a thousand followers the next day go away so and, and so like what is that isn't it fucked up <laughs> that is so it's weird it's so bad but that's something wow. and like my, you know we talked about that they're like this is what Tyra taught us yeah. and she was just like no have your wife she's like yeah. she's like I'm not saying that she goes you need to she goes there's something about people especially with models where they there's the a still a section gone. yeah they, yeah. they want to have that fantasy yeah. of like I still have people tagging me in stories and stuff being like marry me Zach and I'm just like I'm very outwardly married like, which is I'm, fine I'm publicly taken very much so and like but even still so now it's like even with my wife we have like the days like we have it played enough I'm like listen I'm gonna post on our anniversary yeah. and on your birthday yeah. and stuff like but other than that like yeah. we just know it's like no it's a whole it's an it's it's a very People want to believe in the fantasy of social media sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is, it's a, it's a highlight reel of your life. I so, know. And I don't like show a, the shitty stuff. No, but, but also like, why would you, you, you don't need to like, there's I not, know. it's all. I started doing a thing where every single day I was doing like morning coffee. No, the people. coffee thing. I told I still I do it. To, to and I, yeah. This. And yeah. it's great. And I still do it sometimes, but I do not do it every single day anymore. You did. Didn't you do one on like an airport? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that and that's was the stuff. And, th and that's the thing. I'm like, those are when I want to share it with you. If I'm in an airport, if I'm about to go on set, yeah. if I'm about to do stuff yeah. like that, that's fly fun. on the wall work life stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But then like there was days where I was just like, Hey guys, <laughs> nothing's fucking happening today. And I just would like start ranting and yeah. I felt silly. And my, I was just my like, way, this is, I was like, there's nothing exactly as yet. Like it's supposed to be like a highlight right. reel. And even though I want to be as real as I yeah. can, I was kind of like, Hey guys, uh, I'm posting, uh, my morning coffee at uh, 11.30 because yeah. I didn't have anything to do today, so I slept, and <laughs> now I'm... Um, you know, I just didn't want to say yeah. that stuff anymore. My, um, my way around that, because I feel like, you know, it's important for me to have, like, an always-on channel. Like, I want... I always want at least a story. Like, I don't really concentrate totally. on, on feed posts anymore because absolutely no one sees them. Um, thanks, Algorithm. Isn't but, that crazy? Um, I mean, it's like, what, it, whatever. But, but it's still... It's fucking frustrating it's, it's it is strange and i'll I've say that like to see people swell like i mean from the from the analytical perspective because so many times i'm dealing with not just the cosmetic um like numbers and mm -hmm. and, and metrics uh it is really interesting to see like the more numerically popular someone becomes the much harder it is for your content that you were already serving these same people to 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 reach those to reach those no, people. No, no one. So like even when I look at odd. the the span of my reach mm -hmm. every day, 
I've, it never is more than, you know, I'll have like 80 plus thousand followers. It's never more than like, you reached 5,000 people today. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why did the fuck did I only reach yeah. 5,000 people? You're but telling then, me that 75,000 of these people didn't open up their phone. But you have to think of it this way. It's not even, so you're taking it like very personally. No, I am. And, and I used to, and, I'm not But anymore. most people yeah. do. But in reality, it's the platform services like, you know, the scroll, you only yeah. have so many so much real estate of the scroll and if so many people are following other people there's only like limited real estate so in reality like you're feeling that people aren't seeing your work but they're seeing so much that there's only so much that people can be it's it's really I think that that's why I have um, I mean like Snapchat was was such a huge moment for me like when it first came out like I just I thought it was so freeing it was so fun it was so different and unique and all of these kind of different ways that you could just like create whatever you wanted in the moment and you weren't held to metrics. Yeah. And they opened the platform a bit more and like thankfully like I gained a lot of followers in that way and then we're able to funnel to other platforms. But yeah. though, but stories, you know, which honestly is a, is a, is a, is a total rip of off. that world. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it's, snap, it's say, a total, I know. It was inspired, heavily inspired, heavily inspired by the inspired. ephemeral content that Snapchat It's a tribute created. band to, to Snapchat. <laughs> God, yeah. But I think with stories, cause, cause I, I, I mean, so I get like thousands of views on stories. Totally. And then like 800 likes on an image. And that's what happens to me. And I need, I need to, uh, I need to get better about posting yeah. at least because what happens is when I do stuff, I post stories like crazy. Right. It's on my down days. But where I, I like think don't that's post. and if I could say one thing and like you didn't ask for advice and I'm not like no, you know, I desperately. But want I would it, say so I would say that the way I've gotten around finding myself with nothing to quote unquote post on stories is that in the moment I collect, 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 and then take a time and like thoughtfully edit together, create pieces and then strategically place it out so that within a 24 hour period, you know, I'm still, I still have like, like I literally almost, I don't remember the last time I've posted in real time. Maybe it was the beauty con awards, the beauties. Maybe that was like the last time that I posted in real time. But I think that it's, for me, it's, it's like, I don't want to say stockpiling because it sounds so bizarre, but it's It's documenting. It's yeah. And then it's literally like, okay, what is your aesthetic? And also that's given me more time to hold myself accountable and to challenge myself in different methods of editing and playing and creating more of, because if you come to like my channel, I, I definitely, there are moments that like, I'll have like a pot. I mean, you know, I think it's pretty hard not to think or not to voice certain concerns with what's going on in our world today. So I certainly have moments of that, but I want people to kind of be entertained and surprised and delighted. So like editing interesting pieces together and, and kind of like surprising people or kind of giving people something to go, Oh, like that made me happy today. Or like, this is interesting. Or I can just go to you and like not worry about X, Y, Z that's happening in my life. You know, that's so, so the documenting, the collecting, and then like taking a pause and physically just going through and creating and then posting kind of prevents you from being in a standpoint where you're like, what do I put? I got, I got no, nothing. I know. I got nothing. I know. And that's so like every be. day I feel like I'm scrolling and like when things are going on, I'll like vomit out posts right. like while I'm doing stuff. Right. It's on the down days. But look at it as a percentage. Like be like if you normally would post 100% of BTS for a shoot. Yeah. Maybe post a quarter of it 
and take those other three thirds for days that like you yeah. are getting up at 11 a.m. <laughs> like, you know? know, not that like I'm saying that you get up at 11 a.m., but you know, you uh, are there are definitely there. days yeah. I do. Don't worry. There's wow. plenty. It's not not all the time, but they definitely it's that's what comes with having the most inconsistent schedule right. like imaginable right. is sometimes it's like I have an overnight shoot next week, so I will be sleeping till 11. Shoot. I know they're not often, but they do happen. Wow. They're not fun. Okay. They're very, very annoying. Yeah. But hey, you know, whatever. So um, when you did, when you went to school, did you, there was no social media no. major yet, well, I mean, where now there kind of is. We had, right. Yeah. I definitely, when I, I went to college, I actually started as a fine arts major. And mm-hmm. then um, literally the summer after my first year, my parents were like, great, what are you doing with this major? And then I was like, okay. Graphic design. So yeah. I transferred to graphic design and I minored in communications. But the one thing that, I mean, I was never, I loved like the state of school. Yeah. Like I love the socialization. I'm a very social person. I love meeting new people. I like totally. meeting friends. I enjoy conversations. I learn from other people all the time. But the actual like condition of a classroom was never necessarily inspiring to me. And I don't, Same. I don't take it. I don't, I don't, I don't say that to be disrespectful to like the institution of teaching or America's teachers or anything like no, that. No, it's just some, it's not how some people learn. Right. It's so, just like, exactly. I knew I was always a smart kid because mm-hmm. my dad had either the National Geographic or the Discovery Channel or something on at all times. Right. Because of that, I was a smart kid. But like most of the stuff I know about like history and like geography and like stuff like that, I didn't know from learning it from in, learning school. in school. I learned from watching something right. about it. Right. Like, but it, from 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 that point, sorry, it was fun. I thought I had it vibrate. Um, from that point, I learned. I I remember I interned. My mom brought me a Philadelphia magazine, and she mm-hmm. was like, "I read about this this creative agency that I feel like you would you would just love." And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to read this article." And I think it was Gyro Worldwide or something. It was a Philadelphia-based, like, independent agency that, like, had, like, a ton of hipsters. And, like, the founder was, like, 27 and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm maybe not accurate on any of the details that I just said. It's fine. But I remembered remembered the idea of wanting to intern. So I interned before I got to college at this agency and, like, was exposed to, like, working on accounts for, like, Johnny Walker and all these all these different things so that when I got to college that I wanted to replicate that, that feeling and that, like, that excitement. And I knew, I knew I was getting ready to go into classes that I wouldn't find that. Like, I just wouldn't, yeah. there is nothing like that. So I secretly, because my parents were very much like, okay, just focus on school. Because, mm-hmm. again, I wasn't, like, the best student. Yeah. But I secretly would apply, I would stuff envelopes and create like resume, I mean truthful resumes, and put like my clippings from like articles that I had written in my high school paper on like CD-ROMs and I created like my own little press kits in my college dorm and sent them out with a New York address, sent them out to like magazines because at the time I was like, oh, magazines and dot coms, those are fun. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I made sure that I landed and I had an active internship for every semester during college. And that was just like, that exposed me to so much. Oh, that's so many so different great. ways. And I still rely on some of those early lessons of packaging and hierarchy of like design yeah. and, and, and storytelling. And to this day, like also, the things like, that just, I learned, just having like work-based experience right. is so to me, right. again, people learn differently, but to me is so much more important. Right. Cause I tell people I'm like half the stuff you're learning 
you'll never use again. You're learning it to become enough of well, a well-rounded. Well, don't put that out there. Well, no, but I'm like, <laughs> uh, but, I, but I just want to tell people, like, the reason right. you're learning this is to become a right. intelligent, well-rounded person right. who can function in society, career-wise. Like, it's not not useful. Exactly. It's very useful. Exactly. Why? Because someone someone says something about, like, JFK being shot. You need to know that that happened. Right. Like, that's that like has the, to be, like. That's, like a, that's a basic thing. You no, should exactly. Know, and I'm like, yeah. and that's most of what you learn in school, just basic things that you can now function mm-hmm. in society. Mm-hmm. But as far as like work goes, I learned everything. I mean, especially I'm, I mean, I, I'm a little bit of a special case because I'm in the modeling world and there, there's no school. Right. I mean, there are some schools. Don't go to them. They're not real. And <laughs> except for IMG fashion camp, which is real. Please go to that one. <laughs> are you involved in that? No. Nope. Is that like helping but, children model? No, but it, it's more what about people it? who want to get into It's a lot of designers. It's a lot That's of people fun. who want to get It's really, is really it in New cool. York? No, they usually do. They do it in a different place every year. I think oh, it's in, in Miami this year. Oh, I could that's be wrong. like so cool. No, it's super awesome. That's something like that's yeah. great. I'm talking about like the Barbizon at the mall, right? Like the, the John Robert the Powers. Mall. Like we're gonna teach you how to do oh it. Oh my god, remember are, malls? Remember malls? I went in a mall recently because I was stuck in um, Hudson Yards doesn't count. No, that's not. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. I was stuck in uh, for a job. I was in Fremont, California, mm. which is about an hour away from San Francisco. Mm. And they have a mall. And I went, there was no one like there couldn't be less there, people. Were there the also stores there? Because I oh, feel like there's a lot of vacancies. And they were all open. There were a couple. There were a couple like just empty stores. But it was weird. I was like, mm. I'm the only person here. Mm. I'm just walking around this mall and there is nothing. And then there's like 17 sneaker stores. <laughs> and besides that, there's a, there was a, um, a, a Burlington Coat Factory that had four things Stop. left in it and a JC Penny that was out of business that had like oh. six things. They're like, we're closing sale. And they had like three pieces of rolling luggage where they're like, we're selling this. The oh. death of big box retailers. Well, just the death of like the yeah. brick and mortar store well, slowly. I, but I mean, there right. are definitely, I think more stores are going to be like the way they are in New York mm-hmm. where they're smaller, almost boutique like. Have are, you gone to Story? Have no. you ever been to Story? So Story is this fascinating because I because I'm fascinated by I mean I work in marketing so consumerism is something that always like what motivates someone to spend money and buy something and then convert to like a fan things of that nature yeah. is like always so interesting um, to me. But Story you'll have to you'll have to check it out now. The actual store was created in um, Chelsea. Okay. And it is a thematic shopping experience that every month the theme changes. So my entry into it was um, a few years back they did like a 90s story and they had like Nickelodeon Rugrats merchandise. They had Friends merchandise. I know. They had like um, Double Dare stuff. Like they had all this crazy stuff. It was so interesting. Double Dare and um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. I wanted to be on. They're rebooting Legends. No, they are. Like as a game show yes. or as a Yes. Like, That's so, like awesome. Honestly, Google it. I'm sure there's some some information oh, on it. I love it. But you it. you should check out Story. It went away, but now it was purchased by like I think brands are 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 smart and understand that like they need to pivot quickly in order Very to Very like, quickly. Ma- yeah, yeah. maintain and 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 create like purchase paths. So Story, I believe was possibly fully purchased or 
something with Macy's. And okay. now there's the a whole second floor of Macy's in Herald Square is the story experience. And this month, I think, is color. It's, it's the rainbow. Okay. So it's all segregated and separated by colors of the rainbow. So all of the products are like yellow and green That's and purple. That's really it's cool. So, it's really cool. I mean, like, you know, Macy's Herald Square is is um, a journey as I, well. I, I really enjoy it but just because it is. No, it's, so it's one, hard. It's no, so it's hard so to, hard. No, it's it, but I think it's, there's certain things where, like, the little kid in me that, like, right. visited New York on Christmas with his family, right. like certain places like the Herald Square the of Macy's. Just the, the, and that's what, like, we used to, I You need to check it out. You need to bring no, it will. Because it is, it is, it is honestly the next wave of what a shopping experience needs to be. It's something that is actually consumer based, yeah. but also beautifully curated that it works well to share. No, so totally. It's, it's, it's and it's amazing. it's important that way. And so many that's why we see the places like like these now JCPenney and Berlin and Go Factory are very much still in business, but these two in Fremont weren't. So right, <laughs> it was right. like, but like seeing the death of like these individual big box, mm-hmm. it's just because it's not, it's changed. People don't shop that way Well, there's way no person, anymore. when you're, when you when you create a mass consumer environment, not create, but when you continuously like promote that huge consumer environment, there is no room for personalization. And if you see just the way that communication is changing and and evolving it's all about personalization not to say like everything going forward is me 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 but the truth is is that you know think about like you're personalizing your instagram feed you're personalizing your notifications that are coming to you you're personalizing the newsletters that you want to opt into and want to opt out into we're we're in essentially curating our own lives for a lot of things right which is which is great which is great can be bad at sometimes because we we, because we talk about how is that bad no it can be bad as far as like curating like the especially news wise what comes Mm. at you and what doesn't well you want to be aware of the echo chamber yes you don't want to i mean when you that's the, yourself. that's the thing. As yeah. long as you're aware of that, it's right. phenomenal. Right. But I remember getting in an argument with, I mean, I've gotten into many arguments politically with people. But really? Uh, many, many, like many. Like in person in or person. online? You, only, on, not okay. online, not online. Okay. Because I like can't imagine Only you. personal friends and family are really? the only people I'll argue with. Because online, I'm like, whatever. Wait, where are you originally from? Connecticut. Oh, okay. So, so Connecticut's probably, this weird okay. mix. You know what? You like, just solved it. You just, I just, Connecticut I get it. is this weird mix of like hyper liberalism and old money republicanism so because of that there's a lot of clashes Mm. that go on and um and yeah it's Connecticut and sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll realize that it's one of the reasons we're having a hard time as a society talking to the opposite sides talking to each other is because of this curated news this curated Mm. content thing our fundamental truths of facts of things that happened in the world are, are just different. They're like, no, that's not what well, happened. Well, they're filtered. They're literally totally. filtered. And they're like, I was like, they're like, that's not what happened. I'm like, no, it, it absolutely is what happened. They're like, no, that's not what Fox said. And I'm like, but Fox sent you a different thing. It's just, and so it's like, 
That's where like Fox, wow. I, I feel I love the curation of it, but I almost feel like there has to just be like a general thing, like back when we were kids, where they're like, listen, channel two, whatever it is. <laughs> No matter what network it is, Channel Two is gonna tell you just the fucking news, just what happened. Yeah. There's no, no, nothing. Yeah. We're just gonna tell you what happened, and then you guys go off and do all your I other. I feel thing. like anytime you say Channel Two, you should have like some kind of like page boy cap and a cigar. Back in my day, and just like I know, I know. Oh my god, it's in true. Con- in like, Connecticut. Well, this do is- you have? I need to know. Do you have like an armchair in your home? Like, do you have like a Barker lounge? Is that like a thing? I have. Do you- so oh, because I feel like my, you have that's to remember. Your- Vibe, but remember because my wife is also southern. So, oh, my wife is southern. So my wife is southern. You're from Connecticut and your wife is southern. So, I have a Barker lounger Stop. that's camouflaged because you're you do you also hunt? you no, fish? No, I fish. Yeah, but you I've don't fish. like you no, don't I've never, hunt. No, I've never been okay. a hunter. I'm so a big you, camper, but like, <laughs> no, the camo more just comes sorry. from like I'm sorry, the camouflage chair is sinking. It's in. such a big, like, southern aesthetic. It's okay. like camouflage furniture oh, and stuff. Is like. that real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so when I moved okay. in, when I met my wife, okay. I went to her house and none of this, none of them were camouflaged, but just okay. like, here's a Southern aesthetic okay. when I, so like we have a living room when yeah. I grew up and yeah. we had a sofa right. and we had a love seat. Of course. Uh, my wife, and like a coffee to, table yep. and like a bookshelf. Yep. And, yeah, you went yeah, to yeah. my wife house and there were three of them. It was her mom, her, herself and mm-hmm. her brother. Yeah. So because of that, there were three recliners in the living room and oh. that's just what it was. Now no one had wow. an assigned recliner either. It's not like that's my chair. It's like, but that's just what they for- had. There wow. was just like, and it was always okay. just so funny to me. Like, so it, that camouflage Barker lounge is is like a hark back to an echo back to her. It's a little okay. well to me because also being from Connecticut, yeah. uh, the it's very weird. But like every dad had his chair that right. you weren't allowed to sit in, and like I don't know why for some reason it became for me and Laura like a sign of our success that we could have a recliner in New York City. Wow. Just because. Because okay. I think if no one has it, you can't fit that thing. Yeah. It takes up a lot of space. Actually, <laughs> I understand that makes the sign of success. I know that that like it sounds silly when we say it out loud, but a sign of success is is having a second floor. Yeah, the fact like, that you have a second floor. <laughs> like no, that, same. Like, honestly, I was like, you know what? Honestly, no one can take that away from me. Well, that's the thing is, but <laughs> like, especially living in New York, our like levels for yeah. success are so yeah. different. I can't remember who I was. I was talking to. Um, you were there. It was at that ASUS dinner thing a while back. Oh, yeah. So we're sitting there and we're talking at this ASUS dinner. The and ASUS Big and Tall launch? ASUS, yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, we were talking at Thank that. you, Haley. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But we were talking um, about like living in New York. And mm-hmm. I remember it was me, it was Marky Mode, and uh, Michael Anthony, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the big fashion guy. Mm-hmm. And he's from Detroit. So the rest of us were I talking. That. The rest of us were talking about apartments and what we pay and all this stuff. And I remember Marky was like, he's like, no, 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 you understand. Because he's paid, you know, uh, to him from Detroit a crazy amount of rent. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 it's great. You don't understand. He goes, I don't like. I have windows like in the front and going all along the side. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, I have like five big windows and Michael (laughs) Anthony have lower. He goes, are windows a luxury in New York City? (laughs) He's like, I got a ton of windows in my house. I have a whole house. There's a bunch of windows. And I was like, yeah, I was like, listen, it's a little different. I was like in New York City. The fact that he had windows like on two walls was like, oh, he's doing great. That's that's yeah, it's all completely. It's just it's just the way that's true though that, that i mean and it's 
I don't even like some people say it's a sacrifice. I don't think it's a sacrifice. I think no. it's, you know, what are you will? I don't even want to say compromise, but it's like, you know, these things, these things that you just said, like, don't matter as much as the concentration and the time and energy you put yeah. into like truly building what you what you want to totally. Do, and it's know? an entirely different lifestyle. Like I've gone to things that you sure I have less space in New York. Yeah. But I've gone to my parents' house and been like, I'm really hungry. I'm gonna open I'm gonna order something. I open Seamless or Glove Hub and I'm like, oh, zero restaurants to deliver. Oh my god, one time I was stuck in and you have like a drawer full of menus. I and know. she's like, those are the two pizza places. Go I don't know. I, I go to certain I, I like I travel a lot for work and I wound up this was a few years back and I was with oh my god, I'll never forget. I was with my friend John Michael and we were like stuck in like one of the Carolinas. And like we had no access, there was no seamless, there was no Grubhub, there was no Postmates, there was no caviar, there was nothing. And I was not like, even so Uber Eats. Nothing. Just like you're, you're nothing. I, I yeah. don't use Uber for political reasons. I only use Lyft. But I also um, only use Lyft. I like yeah, that you only use Lyft. I've only ever used Lyft. <laughs> Sponcon. No kidding. Um, but I was like, I thought to myself, there was a moment where I was like, I may go hungry. Like I may starve for the next night. Yeah, just but because yeah. it's like, oh, I need to. F- where do I find food? And they're like, well, you have to go into town. I'm like, what into is that town? Even into town? Where? I'm not into horror movies, but that sounds like one. Yeah, it's, it's it is very much so, and especially the South. If, if the walking South. is crazy to people, the fact that you'd walk anywhere, they freak out. So there is near my mother-in-law's house. There's a gas station about a mile down the mm-hmm. road. And I can't remember what happened, but I was down there visiting and her and my wife were off, like my mother-in-law and my wife were off somewhere yeah. and I stayed back and I was like, oh, I'm going to go get, you know what I really could go for? Like for some reason I wanted a Gatorade and I was like, I'm going to walk to the, and people were like pulling over slow and looking <laughs> like, at me. Everything like, right, everything sir? good? And I was Are like, you lost? I'm like, I'm just walking a mile down the road and like. I remember even when they got back, I told them, I was like, yeah, I just walked to the mobile station. I grabbed something. They're like, wait, you walk? Why would you walk there? Wow. And I was like, because I had to get there. Different life. Oh, they will drive to their neighbor's house. They will leave their driveway in the car and drive two to three houses down, pull in the neighbors and then get out. That's insane. It's, it's just like a weird thing. It's like a different life when style. Fitbit came out, we found out about that. Cause like. Even like, so my mom got everyone in the family, when Fitbit came out, she got everyone she in the family one for Christmas. Okay. That was the thing. All five of us. Okay. Like, this is before I met my wife. My God, you have a huge family. I have a very big family. <laughs> that is a lot of people. Five? Or I feel like, are they all like that, t- your, t- your height too? Yeah. No, just me and my dad. Okay. My, I mean, my, my mom and my sister are tall. Mm-hmm. So me, I'm 6'6". Six, six. My dad's 6'6", six, six, but he says he's 6'5", because he's a liar. Um, Why would you lie about being Because he shorter? feels like 6'5", is really tall, and 6'6", six, six is freakish. Freakish. Wow. <laughs> he, goes, okay. he goes, once you're over 6'5", you go to a different category. So he just likes to be really tall rather than, like, a giant. I'm a tall man. Um, my mom and sister are like five nine, and my other brother's like six foot even. Okay. So it's just me and my dad are okay. huge. But he got us all Fitbits, and like me and my sister who lived in New York City, they're like, "All right, we're gonna see who gets ten thousand steps a day every day without fail." <laughs> we were like fifteen, sixteen thousand, and my mom would get it and say like, you know, like four thousand. Yeah, and I'd just be like, "What?" And she like went for a walk and stuff. But it's just because when you don't live in the city, we walk so much everywhere, more everywhere than you mm-hmm. would. 
ever imagine. Sometimes walking is the fastest way to get everywhere. It's like always it's the fastest. It's easier, fastest. I could have walked here today faster. I sat in traffic. Oh I definitely could have. Well, well, I hate the subway, but unfortunately, sometimes the subway is the fastest oh, yeah. way oh, I know. to get everywhere. Like like my, my fiance, Peter, uses the subway so much. And when we first met each other, he, he had only lived here for, at that point for like maybe two or three years. And I had lived in the city, um, I mean, full-time since, like, 2006. Yeah. And he knew more about the New York subway system than I did. I was like, yeah, I just, I don't like the subway, dude. I like, hate I the subway, but it is, it's a necessary thing. I need to bring a, I mean, listen, I don't, you don't need to divulge, but one of the biggest issues for me in the subway, because if you ride that, if you ride the subway in the morning and it is summer, I got to like wear a t-shirt and pack a dress shirt Yeah, because I will arrive. I will go from point A to point B and I will be doused in flop sweat. I will be pouring. One time my no. manager at a night at a fashion week party, oh, no. I showed up <gasps> and I was, I was running late and I showed up and I started walk and then my manager's standing at like the step and repeat waving like you gotta go come yeah, on yeah. you gotta do the step and repeat and then as I got closer to him he's like stop 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 you're not going on the step and repeat and were you like, doused in sweat I was just sweating uh, and he goes nope you look really gross and I was oh, like oh no. okay and he he like he was and I was just so I was like now if I have an event I have to take a you car of some sort just because you it's have to. It's so, I yeah. sweat. Or like go in a tank top, throw what you want to wear in a bag, and then like throw that on before you do, do something. Yeah. I'm I, New York. It's only like seventy or degrees. Or do the today. red carpet in a tank top and then get more likes. I could. There I you could go. definitely do that. There you go. See, that's what I need you for. <laughs> the advice. <laughs> so Social media one hundred and one. So we actually thirst traps. I know. Oh, dude, it's the only thing that I get content for. If I post anything Zach. shirtless, like all of a sudden Zach. I just get all the there likes. There is. I mean, like, you must be. I mean, and I. I think you know it's uh, how do you mobilize that that fan group to to convert to monetization and i, I honestly <laughs> i really think you're just like half a step away sir i mean i know there i'm there i'm getting close yeah. i'm getting close so we actually met working together yes because you called y'all uh, y'all you were working with a ad agency at the time yes and you were doing something for keels i was i was doing a few i was doing a lot of things for doing keels. a lot of things for yes. keels yes i did the one thing for keels you, did, you did, a you did a lot of i did a lot of things <laughs> and it was so fun because because I'd never done any sort of skincare or anything yeah. before. So yeah. I did mainly the beard oil. I did some right. stuff with the other so, like moisturizers. But. Yeah, your program, and I feel really bad because I'm so, I, I shame my family. I'm so sports illustrated, uh, sports, uh, what is it called? Illiterate? Yeah, illiterate. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Sports no Illustrated. Um, so shout sports out, shout out to my girl Hunter, who's in Sports Illustrated this month. Love Hunter. Um, Tara Lynn, too. Um, it's a yes, great list of, of people. Oh, my God. We just divulged, sorry. Um, but there was like a legitimate boxer that we cast as well, and I completely forget his name. He's oh. like a really cool, he's like a it's big It's not deal. a legitimate boxer. He's it's like the world heavyweight yeah. champion, Lennox Lewis. Yes, <laughs> and he was so kind. He was so he wonderful. Was so, when I found out that I was shooting with him, I was yeah. like, you've got to so be this, kidding me. Yeah, we did this whole thing where like we, we created this world where we were kind of tasked with refocusing, kind of like reimagining their line, Akil's men's line. Uh, yeah. It was called Age Defender. Yeah. And it was like, you know, 
what can you put your body through? Like, how can you like, how can you like test it, test the limits of like yourself and the, and the, and the efficacy of the product and all this kind of stuff. So we were like thinking of like more, so we, the setting was, we did it in like the boxing gym, We right? did it at churches, so church street boxing. Right. Yeah. We did it like, like a an cool, old school yeah. famous boxing yeah. gym that's been there for like 50 yeah. years. And we had, we had, um, Lennox. Yeah. Right. Lennox Lewis. Yeah. We had Lennox Lewis, um, do like an actual fight against like time and, 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 um, he boxed a grandfather right. clock. Yes. Yeah. It was really cool. It was, it, that was really cool. And that was actually, I think like, um, that concept was from the copy editor at the time. I, I forget, but, um, it was, it, it just worked really well. But it, within that we wanted to do like mini stories about yeah. each of the different product lines. So the, so I had literally just read like a Buzzfeed article about you and the really? target explosion. Okay. Cause this is the same time, yeah. right? Oh, right yeah. around there. This was yeah, like yeah, that yeah. moment. And, um, I it's remember like, like early 2016, right? Yeah. Like and I remember at the time being, uh, I was in a room and they're like, okay, well like he was just in the New York times. Like, how are we actually going to like book him and access him? And I was like, well, let's just try. So we like, call. it was actually very, very easy. Super. It's so amazing to me that people like, especially like agencies and like, like different brands right. think there's all these weird like right. levels to things yeah. and nine times out of 10 right. it's, do you want to do this? Right. Sure. Or well, like, well, sometimes when it comes to, I find with like not necessarily skincare, but color cosmetics and, um, that type of beauty realm is that oftentimes whether a personality or a model, they're often looking for like a long term, so they won't yeah. accept a one off or a project. Yeah. So I think that Which that is, was yeah. possibly like where the headspace was. But I mean, I just remember being like, well, let's just like start the conversation. And it was it was so easy. And you were I just I remember it was so funny because you were very excited to meet. Lennox Lewis. I was super yeah, pumped. you were like so excited, <laughs> and I remember being like, again, like, yeah, I know he. He's. I mean, first of all, he was a, a perfect gentleman. Super nice. I mean, super, so super kind, nice. so sweet. I had. He had to like literally moisturize eight to ten times on camera, and he was so kind, so sweet. I think he brought his son. His yeah, his yeah. son was. So polite. I mean, just like such great. He people. took a picture with every single I, person. But you were at that really gym. excited to take that excited. photo, I and I was excited. like, "Oh, this is like a vi- this is like a big thing." And I also had Greg ask. I was like, I didn't want to do it, so I was like, "Greg, can you ask uh, Mr. Lewis?" Because uh, apparently, I call all celebrities Mister. Mister. <laughs> I was like, Mister Lewis, if I could, uh, Mister Julianne like, Moore. And like right away, he's like, like you know, you went up to him. He's like, yeah. "Can you take?" And he's like, "Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. But I was still like just super pumped to like because yeah. I remember like my dad. Wa- I wasn't into boxing as a kid, but I remember like my dad watching yeah. like him and Tyson fight right. like that, like because that was like the era that all that was yeah. going down. I have like no reference point for boxing. I'm really sorry. No, it's a my reference point ended with him, right. so it's fine. It started, I watched it and, it and then ended. it went away. Right. So like just because I don't know, boxing is also a whole. It's not the sport it used to be, just right. because mixed martial arts MMA and like UFC have mm-hmm. completely taken mm-hmm. over in America not worldwide worldwide yeah. boxing still huge mm-hmm. but like in America I feel like UFC is definitely people think is way cooler well it's funny you bring up MMA because um, I feel like they're not now because Tumblr is obviously like 
dead. Yes. But there used to be a really funny blog, and it wasn't graphic, so like I'm not. But it used to be like MM, uh, MMA fight or gay porn. Yes, I've seen that exact <laughs> one, and it's I don't, so I wouldn't get funny. that excited for seeing it. But um, <laughs> there's a there's there's a show called Letter Kenny, which is a um, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a Canadian comedy, uh-huh. and there's a, a like a fake Shark Tank like episode where they're pitching ideas, and they are p- basically pitching. These two guys were pitching the show The Ultimate Fighter, uh-huh. which is the UFC's like right. you know if you win you get to come to yeah. the UFC um, but you know they all it's very like Big Brother they all mm-hmm. live in the same house mm-hmm. and they argue it and they were pitching that idea but it was all just clips of gay porn <laughs> <laughs> and they were like and they'll wrestle and they're doing stuff it was <laughs> so like, funny that. Um, but that uh, that's funny that you you said before about the Kiel thing that that was the first and last skincare brand yeah I haven't done skincare Do you, since but are you inner I mean there's like you know, that ever evolving meme right now that every influencer jokingly, I hope jokingly posts where they're like, Hey guys, I know a lot of you have been asking about my skincare routine. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's like, no one has like literally no, no one. Nobody. Has. The only but thing do you, do you, from that point on, do you like, are there products that you like, are you into? Skincare? I've started using yeah. stuff. Kiehl's was actually what started me and to start evolution. using stuff. I had used beard oil before right. and that was it, but I didn't even like daily moisturizer. I did really? nothing. And then after so you just had like good skin. Supposedly, okay. yeah. I mean, it, it okay. just I had very fair skin, but right. like besides that, like yeah. I just got lucky. I guess I never had acne growing up. Yeah. I never had. A, it's just one of those. I had a whole bunch of other, other problems. Stuff. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I wasn't like, oh, this clean skin. They're not problems. They're exactly. gifts that led you here. Exactly. They're not problems. But skincare wise, I was like, I never did anything. But then after the Kiehl's thing, I started mm-hmm. like now moisturizing like every yeah. day. Especially since I was like, well, this is your job now. Do right. something. <laughs> that for me, the the experience with and the, the kills team the entire team everyone from like the educators to the people that physically touch and work on the brand they their passion for like the entire world that that and that's really like a kills world like totally it's like whoo proven huge um that sparked my entire interest in like beauty and skincare like the way really? the way that you could because i was seeing i would have thought you would have been results. doing it forever because now no. like you no. are the guy you're like the beauty guy to me really like, of my friends i'm like well oh. i'm gonna have to post more uh beauty skincare things you should i'll take in the bathroom where i literally have just i should probably if they ever go public buy stock in drunk elephant and glow recipe because that's my drunk my elephant. entire yeah. oh my i've never aware? heard of drunk elephant stop please don't yeah. You should edit that out because I need to know Drunk Elephant. I do. Okay, I know all about you. Drunk Elephant is great. I will show you the vitamin C serum and it immediately tightens and does things to your skin that great. Like a facial wouldn't be able I'm to. I'm always but super into trying new products. Everybody. So that's my favorite thing is I will have every now and then I've Kiehl's is the only one I've ever worked for, but yeah. other brands have sent me like, right. you know, gifty stuff to the office and I always use it. And some of them is terrible, but yeah. I like, I like, it's like fun. Every couple months I get to like try new stuff. Yeah. I'll I've, get, I need to get better about it. The, it, I asked about skincare because like it's it really is having such a moment. Totally. I mean, you're seeing not only new brands, but older brands kind of refreshing. And I mean, I don't want to bring up Kylie Jenner again, but I mean, she is an iconic marketer. No, you can't. And she just launched. You can't deny that. I mean, the 
the as much as I will, I will quibble with anyone about the self-made thing because I think that's a bullshit okay, well, thing. Then I'll show you my Kylie Jenner calendar. It's okay. in my it's in my kitchen. I'm a, I honestly like you can't. She's take wonderful. No, no, I'm not taking anything away from her. Yeah. She's wonderful, and she did an amazing job, and she built an amazing business yeah. all with millions of dollars in her bank account. <laughs> so. I mean, honestly, she started the company with like. I, she publicly said like twenty five thousand dollars. No, yeah. Which like if you take anyone who had a bar mitzvah totally. and a sweet sixteen, and I mean like there are realistically there are people in this world, but that then like near hundred percent name <laughs> recognition in the world to start off. With. What are you talking about? Hundred percent audience recognition. Exactly. What do you do? You, are, <laughs> did that help? I'm, I think yeah, I'm it, helped, it helped. Sometimes. I'm unaware. Exactly. Yeah. No, but it, it is. It's it's it's. I feel like. Just I'm now becoming more aware of the beauty world mm-hmm. in general. Because remember, before I started... Do you think they're becoming more aware of you or you're becoming more aware of I think them? I'm becoming more aware of them. Okay. I don't think the beauty world knows who the fuck I am. <laughs> I like... But I like... Also, who is this like... Who is this beauty world? I know. Well, like, I mean, like... The, beauty uh, beauty mob. Just there's such a... There's a big... They're very closely mm-hmm. tied, like fashion mm-hmm. and then like makeup and skincare and all that are tied right. together. But there's definitely a separate... And there's especially for a long time has been that separation with guys. Like right. cause the female models would always kind of start going into makeup yeah, and totally. like, and you know, like wellness yeah. stuff, but the male models never really did that. Mm-hmm. But now they are. You have, now I mean, now there's no lines. No, there's no line. And that's the great thing about like now YouTube even or, straight white dudes like me are like, I should get a moisturizer. I think that's very like, brave that you that you say straight and white. Sorry, oh, I know. No. I have to keep it. I have to keep it to myself. <laughs> uh, no, it's very brave. But then I guess the next thing is like, who? I mean, what is your favorite um, beauty blogger rift? Um, well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm just Charles. getting into the, the, the Oof, my, when I say my introduction, when I say my introduction into like the beauty world, it's mostly beauty bloggers and beauty but, YouTube but is it, folks. Is your the entryway people. the fights of beauty bloggers? Because that's not uh, how to really know. That's how I found it's out. It's not just not 100 watching videos. I definitely pigmentation, glitter eyeshadow def- palettes. I know. <laughs> I definitely knew who both. Tati and James Charles were before. Of course, Tati's the OG. I knew who they were before the the explosion. I knew who James Charles was because James Charles, you couldn't avoid for a very long time. Because he, you know, he was the first male cover boy, cover cover girl boy. So, like, I definitely knew who he was. And, but it's very, it's. And he was all over Ellen. Like, Ellen loved him. I think people just love mess. So because of that, I now have learned more about <laughs> yeah, all of that. Everything. I love mess. I know. I exactly. I've now learned way more about wow. all of them yeah. because when I found out that there were these, and especially like, I didn't know like there was this rivalry with like Jeffree Star also. Cause mm-hmm. I would watch and I was like, this is now super. Cause well, now Jeffree Star's also kind of like a mama hen. Like he got his start way back. I mean, if we're getting into digital social, he totally. got to start way back in MySpace. Yeah. Like I actually, I saw him perform at a Vans Warp Tour, Warp Tour in what? Philadelphia what in like 2002. What did he, he perform? He was like a MySpace kind of dude. Like he did he have music or yeah, did he just he had like music that was you know it was kind of like it was a little I imagine bit it's in very like vein. industrial, very like it was in the vein of like more of a harder rocker version of like what you hear a lot of the RuPaul Drag Race contestants releasing now. Like Do you everyone has the a band single him. 
Kind of. I imagine I that's seeing the way posters. Jeffree Stars is like. I like had a crush on a guy in high school that loved Hot Topic, and I would see posters for him in Hot Topic. But I him never was even him heard was the it. band that like I was a big like heavy metal head. Wow. Like, were you jerk. really? Yeah, it was not. I, I was, I was wow, very. Okay. Which I love it. I still love heavy metal. But I was very okay. when when you're young and you're into metal, you're like, this is the only kind of music. This is the only music <laughs> right. that matters. And you like yeah. have issues with yeah. other genres. Yeah. And and there were bands. We like, wouldn't have been friends. No, we wouldn't. Have. I was, I was really. I was. I was definitely into Spice Girls, yep. Britney Spears, um, closet closet boy band fan. Like clearly, wasn't, I went from know. extreme heavy metal kid to musical theater in six months. So don't worry. There, it's an wow. easy transition. Okay. I was from like this crazy metal kid to like the biggest theatery theater kid wow. in the world. So it's like you know. But during my hyper metal phase, I remember bands like him were the ones that like oh God, now people like who didn't listen would associate him. with metal. And I like as a metal kid would be like, no, you can't do that. Was Henry Rollins metal? Mm. He was. No, he's punk. Henry oh, Rollins was Black Flag and another one. Yeah, I just always thought he was so um Visually threatening that I was He's very attracted to. Him. Awesome! <laughs> I was like, I love Henry funny. Rollins, and I had loved him as an actor way before I ever heard a single thing he oh, had ever so done. Just because, like, I had never, you know, I was not a big punk kid. Right. I, pre- I appreciated it. Yeah. Like, we, the punk kids and the metal yeah. kids were cool with each other. Is but Avril like, Lavigne punk? <laughs> supposedly, I don't know. I don't really. That, that's that's as as punk as as I got. I know. <laughs> Oh my god! But back to the Spice Girls. They yeah. actually, I recently said that I shared this with a coworker. Everything I know about marketing, I learned from the Spice Girls. That makes like, so that is, much sense. Like it's literally like I was thinking about it, and then like if they were in a social media time with I mean, what they, they, they did, they are. They relaunched. Well, they, they are got, now. They got their thing going on. No, but I mean, imagine don't put them, them in the grave yet, Zach. I'm How not. dare you? I thought there was some drama between like Mel B and Ginger or There's something no, like that. Oh, drama, whatever. They don't want to leave money on the table. They'll tour. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. <laughs> they're they're going yeah. out. Don't did get that, me wrong. As as my fiance says, did that check clear? All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. He's oh like, my God. honey, did that check clear for that post? All right. I'm like, wait, am I just posting for a living? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are posting for <laughs> He your looks living. at things and he'll be like, how? he's like, how many posts will that cost? And I'm like, wait. How many posts <laughs> will it cost? I was like, wait, what? He's like, well, your last post, you got X mount. So if you did that, and I was like, wait, no, we're not like whoring out I my had to feed. E- I know. I had to explain to someone, because back to like people who don't understand it when they mm-hmm. found out I got paid. And I had to. When ex- they found out you got well, paid. They found, well, they found I got paid for posting. They knew I got paid for modeling, but uh-huh. I guess they didn't know I got paid for posting yeah. as well. It's one of the same now, though. It's, especially it for someone like It is you. exactly the yeah. same now. And that's what I tell do you. you like, find, the separation's gone. You, you cannot f- have like a good modeling oh, no. career without having. A su- it's, somewhat successful. It's one of the social. Same. Some of the most followed people on social media are, you know, global models. Like exactly. A, like a Gigi Hadid or oh a yeah, Kylie, or Kendall Jenner, not Kylie. Sorry. Do you find? And I want to ask you this: Do you find that your ability to book? Do you find that they look closely at your? Social following as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, I've right. been asked directly on casting sheets. You'll get a cat. Like sometimes I don't normally fill out a casting sheet, yeah. but sometimes they'll do it. And one of the spaces is, "What is your current Instagram followers?" And they only care about the cosmetic number. Of, oh yeah. Of, wow. Oh, they want to know, which is like it, it's very interesting. It, it's yeah. it's it's weird, but it's it's where the world is going. Right. Of course. Like I mean, that's... for me, for all of my future endeavors into. 
whatever mm-hmm. I might be doing business wise. I don't plan on ever advertising outside of social media because I well, have, have no to. need to. You exactly. Have to. You have zero need to. Right. I'm well, going to reach more people Instagram, and more like precision yeah. hit the people that and actually Instagram is your direct distribution unit. You exactly. It's built in. You have it. You, and you've learned so much about like you had just mentioned about unfortunately like holidays and involving your real your real life the I woman know. you love your wife in it but you know but like think of that's that's think of the power that yeah. that has like knowing exactly what your audience will react to mm-hmm. and then having the ability to cater to what they would react to through a brand's need like that's that's that is what you know quote-unquote, organic, holistic marketing should be. Who did someone say? Someone said something, but they're like, isn't that like selling out? And I said, I'm a model. My no. literal job is to sell no, stuff. Honey, what are you talking about? When people say, this is the thing, when people say, aren't you selling out? No, honey, I'm buying in. Exactly. I'm buying in. No. Because you know what that person who just asked me if I'm selling out, you know what they don't do? They don't pay my rent. Exactly. No. No, I totally. If they want to pay my rent, then yeah. I'll be if like, you want to pay for stuff, like cool. I'm yeah. just gonna like do artsy posts and imagery <laughs> and shoots for fun. Because guess what, my rent's paid for. Exactly. No, it's. I mean, it's also us changing with the economy in general. Like mm-hmm. the fact that we have like this whole new gig-based economy. Gig-based. I, where it is, there's no jobs. There's no like having. You know, you don't. We don't graduate from college, go to a company, work for that company for 45 years, get a gold watch, oh and go God. home. Which was life for a long I time know. for people. I know. I'm like one. I'm under. I'm just. I just hit my one year mark at um, Revlon, the current brand I'm, I'm working on, and. That it, I was like, people were like, wow, a year? I know. A year? I'm like, well, yeah. I just had a friend who just got a um, some sort of a award of some sort. I don't know if it was a watch or a medal or something for his five year at a company. And I was like, that's crazy that to me. Crazy. Like, it, just because it is. It's one of those things that you people don't stay at mm-hmm. jobs anymore. Because there's, for one... Companies don't take care of you like they used to. No. You're not guaranteed your your health care, your pension are on like they just go away. And also the company isn't guaranteed. No, exactly. <laughs> it's like the world that we just live the in. The economy is so much faster and it comes on these mm. waves of trends and stuff mm. that you kinda have to like ride at like I one I take every job. Not every job, but really? I take a, I take a lot. I've recently spoken to I don't I, take every job, but I take so like I'll take but I'm that's always like, I call one. that the Kathy Griffin school of business. Yeah. So Kathy Griffin, um my one of my best friends, Kelly is very good friends. I was with, really excited. Uh, I thought you were saying my best friend Kathy Griffin. <laughs> like, like, how is this Griffin. the first time this came up? <laughs> she she what was was around Kathy Griffin for a moment. She had a very good friend that was working with Kathy and it was interesting to hear that like she paid for cash like she bought everything that she yeah. had like she paid like she paid for her home in cash and it's Love the it. idea that she would take every she took every single if it had mm-hmm. a paycheck she and it wasn't like you know physically harmful Same. she would take every single job and i see that being adopted i just did a shoot with drag queens for one of my brands at revlon sinful colors wonderful and marty g cummings was the drag queen that we worked with and she was hilarious and she was like we were asking like oh are you okay with this or like physical poses she's like yeah honey you're a check cash like i'll do it like i take it. <laughs> yeah. i don't say no to work and no, it's same it's a workout that to. you don't 
often see and that's where a when, lot now. Yeah. And that's when people come up with like the whole like selling out thing where you're right, just like, no, 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 no it's, it's work. It's buying, buying in and in. it's a work thing. I'm like, yeah. no, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I do say no to stuff. I have rent to, to pay stuff. for. I have a wedding to pay for. I'm buying in. Yeah. I definitely say no to stuff, but it's one of those things where nowadays is if it's within the rate range that I think I deserve for what I did mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And exactly. It is not against something I am either morally against yeah. or something that's going to harm me. I'm doing that job right. every single yeah. time because yeah. it's all about, especially with like this economy with just like riding the waves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I hope this is around forever and mm-hmm. I don't think it's going and not, the plus modeling world isn't going anywhere, no. but the like in me might go away. Right. So I but have you're to setting it up for your future. Exactly. Yeah. I just have to take everything I can and while this, the people still like me. And, and then when I go away, I'll exactly. Go away. And you bring up a really good point. Like, and also one of the wonderful reasons to, to bring it back to the beginning of your chat. The, one of the amazing things about living in New York city is that your career, it's okay that it may not look like this in five years. It may yeah. be something completely different that like you're completely obsessed with and you love, right? Totally. Like it's, and that's also like, part of the, the economy changing mm-hmm. is I feel like us as people, our minds have changed. Now the idea of working for one company for the rest of my life is terrifying. Right. I was like, I would get so bored and I would hate that so much. Yeah. I just like the repetitiveness. So it's like just with the whole gig economy and with like our attention spans on mm-hmm. social media, that's also like, also our dreams change. Yeah. Uh, we got to a point where, where you I evolve, you, you evolved in grow. knowing that your dream can change. Cause I remember I wanted to be on Broadway in the worst way. That was my dream. When I moved here, I wanted to be on Broadway and I like, were you ever on Broadway? No. Oh, okay. No, I was like, did I miss that? No, 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 okay. no. But I wanted to be on Broadway. That was my dream. Do you still want to be on Broadway? Fuck yeah. Oh, I would really? totally do it. Are you actively going on? No, I'm not actively anymore. Why? Um, you live in New York and I totally, well, I don't, for one, I don't have the resume to get on. I'm also very respectful of like working your way up also. And I haven't done, I've, I'm like, so I used to go on tour. I used to do musicals and I used to tour the country, but I never got to the level I've, I've been on Broadway auditions. I've gotten callbacks for Broadway. I don't know. I'm very much like. Yeah, but I feel like now. But now I've been you, out of it for long enough, and now I feel guilty. Yeah, but you have a lot of static and noise around you, like positive static and positive noise that you could like bundle up and take. Totally. Like everything is marketable. Oh, totally. Not to sound, and not I'm to hoping like, not to always sound like a marketer or like a guy yeah. that like. But everything like you could like come on. That's no, like I totally really, could, and I'm hoping that that happens. Yeah. Like I'm still still open to it, but yeah. I'm not doing what I used to. I used to audition every single. Day. I'd really? be there at 5 a.m. waiting for the like at the open calls. I don't have an appointment. I don't have anything. You just so wait that until actually 5 set you up for modeling because oh, the yeah. rejection of Broadway. You're like, yeah, dude, I can do this all day. Oh, I get, like, you get rejected constantly. Wow. Same in um, TV and film. It's like a constant, yeah. constant rejection. Yeah. But because I let myself be flexible like that dream is not a way I'd still be always be a lifelong dream no, to go to Broadway but it, there's though. this thing with people where like if they go away from the one thing they said they were going to do they feel like they're betraying themselves no. in some way I'm like no I'm not a really cool other thing yeah. popped up and I'm going to do this thing for a while and you're never dead you're right. never you're dr- oh, until you are dead but before <laughs> you're dead like your dream can't Even die then. you're you're still alive your dream yeah. is not over you can still go in and give it a shot well I so. don't subscribe to like I don't believe in time like timing I don't believe no. that like I feel like you need to work 
and go through what you need to go through. And when those moments, you know, don't give up, like consistently work, consistently work and like make sure you're providing an, an atmosphere that has access, you know, yeah. something like Manhattan or whatever someone listening's access is. And, you know, the rest will happen because totally. like, you, the idea of, cause I, cause I think everyone does this to an extent where like you beat yourself up because, okay, I'm 30. I need to have this by now. I don't, this is where, like, that is all like static. Yeah. And that's not real. Like, no, none of it it's all, real. it's completely false. And I always tell people that everyone's like, oh, well, you know, it's all luck and it's all this. I'm like, it's, oh, it's not no. all luck. It's all incredibly hard work. Yeah. And sometimes I believe everyone is given opportunities to do great things. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's all about being mm -hmm. prepared when those opportunities arise. Cause there's been opportunities that showed up that I was like not ready literally for Captain America speech from civil war. Are you? Yeah, and it is, <laughs> it is, but no, it's true. It's like, cause everyone's like, Oh, this guy got lucky. He just landed this big TV show and you know, he went in and they just loved him and you know, he cruised mm -hmm. right through and he was so lucky. And I'm like, no, what you're not seeing is the years, uh, the and, years. years and years of training and the yeah. fucking tens of thousand dollars he spent on lessons and, mm -hmm. and conservative training and all this it's kind of like your opportunity might come along in a lucky way but if you didn't do the work to be able to seize that opportunity then it's fucking useless exactly. like you need to you, everyone needs to have that like foundation to build and like modeling for example because I had grilled myself into theater and acting and screen for so long right. I was ready to jump into modeling yeah. because I had all this work yeah. backed up I had this ability to take unbelievable amounts of rejection <laughs> I had the <laughs> insurmountable amounts Insurmount of no <laughs> exactly I had this ability to like um, just take things as they come and respond yeah. very quickly yeah. and like this quick notes and this yeah. openness to change mm -hmm. and this openness to direction and like mm -hmm. the, that's the only reason I was able to do this because mm -hmm. this easily like I easily could have fizzled out it could have been like yeah I did this target thing bye well and if you sounded like that probably yeah. anyway. so, yeah. but also like, married with your fascination of the Parisian runways of so, course exactly of course. <laughs> the that's flower. the thing I'm like I'm like things could have gone away but because I had these years of work Mm -hmm. kind of backing like this foundation that I yeah. built through life and you don't know when your chance is coming no but I think it's always important to know that something's gonna happen mm -hmm. something's always gonna happen mm -hmm. just work at it and you're 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 ready to go it's life is it's a harder road for some people and it's, well, you said you said luck I also think that like if you rethink of luck like you can I don't I hate like creating your own luck but I'm saying that if like you continuously work and then you like make sure you you are in an environment with access mm -hmm. like that's where like luck kind of totally like you, you, you're creating environments where luck is actually possible to occur it's luck but you can raise your chances in of the course. lucky world by being in the right working place working your hiney off working your hiney off surrounding yourself by people who mm -hmm. do good that's something I've really Adderall. noticed Adderall, Adderall helps <laughs> no but that's something I've recognized as I've gotten older is mm. how much it's important to surround yourself with people who are of course actively pursuing things because everyone has those friends that kind of like yeah are just like I'm good I'm coasting for the next 50 years and I just had this conversation with um our mutual friend Troy a bear named yeah Troy. yeah yeah we were talking about it was actually on the phone and we were talking about the importance of like he had messaged me and and, and we we're just like so supportive of each other like I also believe in him wholeheartedly and totally. he believes in me wholeheartedly and we showcase that support. And it's interesting cause I've, we, we were talking about the importance of if you believe in someone, 
the importance of outwardly showing that you support them, like, you Mm -hmm. know, like showing up, like being there, things of that nature. And what is interesting, and there's so many different layers in different communities and, you know, you don't need to like figure out sectors of like, you know, if you're plus size, gay, white, POC, like there's so many different verticals, right? But um, it's interesting because people respond more to me when they see me supporting other people. Yeah. It's very interesting because it's it's that it's that po- it's that positive. It's almost as if you're giving and listen, it's not like that big, but I'm saying you're you're showcasing and, and you may be giving someone that's watching or looking or, or mm-hmm. following permission to celebrate someone in their life. You know, totally. like it's very much like it's important to support to support that. The know? whole point of me starting this podcast was exactly right. that. Yeah. Is like like if everyone anyone asks like what's this podcast about? Yeah. I'm like, it's me talking to people that I believe in, that mm-hmm. I think are doing great things. Yeah. Big things, if you will. Big and <laughs> and, and 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 trying to just show people the these people mm-hmm. because in, in, in very what well, this podcast is very selfish. This mm-hmm. is me. Like a lot of the times is me just surrounding myself with people. Well, your setup is love. impressive. Thank I'll you. say that. Like Thank you, you as long as the setup here, is good. You were like, boom, you're like two mics, laptop, this <laughs> thing, plug in. I was like, oh my, he is a pro people. Yeah. For, for no, those sitting and, at home. But it's just me surrounding myself. I'm like, these are the people I love to talk to mm-hmm. who I learn from every mm-hmm. time I talk to mm-hmm. and there has to be some value in someone else listening in. Yeah. And if they don't listen, good. I'm going to keep yeah. all these juicy secrets yeah. and like tricks and trades for myself. And it's, it's cool. It's, it's been really like, it's really been the last couple of years that I realized I'm like, no, you just need to have people around you of that course. are doing great things of course. because so I many also... of us get sucked into that. Like, almost like towny mentality yeah. of like, let's just do the same thing every day till we die. I also think that, you know, who you surround, like the words that people use around you are very much reflective of, uh, of, or kind of can predict your success trajectory. Yeah. You know, like if you're around people who don't, um, value themselves or that they don't try their hardest to be, you know, everyone fails, everyone messes up, everyone's human, but if they don't, if they're not constantly holding themselves to a standard of trying to be the best version of themselves, whatever that is, that erodes you like that, that does affect you. So the balance is when you're around those type of people and that's hard. Like sometimes you have to walk away or you have to have conversations with people. And, and a lot of the times they're, they're close friends yeah. and a lot of times they're family and yeah. you have to go. Yeah. You do have to be like, this well, is family. My trick is that I, um, work to not let words touch me. Same. You know, with friends, it's cause with family, it's like, Oh, you gotta can be no, here, family. But, family's entirely yeah. different, but yes. it's, it's more like, you, but you friends, get to, you get bye. To, yeah, guess what? Exactly. That's not a friend. Bye. Exactly. So but with long. family, you kind of get to a point where you're just like, oh, that's one of those things they say mm-hmm. that's wrong. And I'm just like, does your like, family understand what? Because honestly, it only was within the last, like, I'm going to say 20 months. That yeah. mom, I, I invited to my, my mom to a panel that I had done that I actually it was it was a talk where I was just like leading a talk at a conference. And I felt like it was important that I that I have her come because I want it. I want it. It was important to me that she like understands more and more of what I do. Yeah. And then at the end of it, she was like, I totally, you know, not that she like completely understood or got it, which she doesn't need to. That was very like a self-serving thing of my end, but it was very much like, you know, she respected it. Right. Totally. So like do your, does your family 
do they, I hate just saying get it, but do they get it? Totally. I'm very, okay. very lucky. Yeah. I'm very, very lucky. Especially, I'm like, my, like, so my brothers, my sister. Yeah, they do. <laughs> my, my brother, my sister, my parents are just unbelievable. There's definitely extended family members that I don't think understand what's happening, yeah. as they shouldn't. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. weird, I have yeah. a weird job. They're like, totally, why is he dripping on gold on VH1? What is going on? For money. But, <laughs> for money. Exactly. He's but no, healthy. my parents, my, 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 like, that's for, one thing. For money. For money. <laughs> no, I think I got very, very lucky growing up that my parents have always been super supportive. When oh, I told them cool. I wanted to be in musical theater for wow. a living, they're like, yeah, you're pretty good at it. Was that it. harder than saying you're modeling? No. <laughs> was no. saying I want to go into musical was, theater harder no, than? They, because they, like, they, they loved musical theater. Okay. For them, they also participated because they got to go to the plays oh, and yeah. stuff, so they love it. Okay. For modeling, they were, again, super excited, but yeah. I think we all had that feeling of like, oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> I guess Zach's doing that now. And they always loved it. My mom will like always tell me which shots she loves and which shots she oh, doesn't good. like. She's very like good. A mom. Like, like a mom. Like a mom. She's perfect. Yeah. And, um, but I think the big change really, because everyone, they, they got it. They knew what I was doing. But I got really lucky recently where me and my dad did a shoot together. I saw that oh, on your Instagram. It yeah. was so cool. So for, for the... Did you, guys, did you guys go to like a beach location? We're in Miami. Yeah, you're in I Miami. I got to take my dad to Miami Aww. to do a shoot with him for King Size's uh, Father's Day issue. Yeah. And like even on the, on the cover, they're like actual father and son. <laughs> you're like, I know. It's cool, isn't it? And... They always thought it was cool, but I just remember my dad just being like, I really see why you yeah. like doing this. Wait, he was he, like just amazing. Like him being on set yeah. and doing it. He's like, this is a cool job. Yeah. You also did a shoot with um, Bringing It Back to the View with Sherry. Sherry Shepard. Yeah, Sherry yeah. Shepard. Oh, it was fun. Who looks amazing, she by looks, the way. Wow. She's great. She's, and she's so fun. I'm and sure. So I can't even imagine. She just seems so funny. and yeah. I think there was always like, especially when you're again with someone of like a higher level of celebrity mm -hmm. you're always like a little timid at first like mm -hmm. what is this person's comfort level because I don't know yeah, especially, I think with, with models there's a certain level you always check people's comfort level and stuff but there's a certain like camaraderie of like being in the trenches right. but her being like a comedian and TV host mm -hmm. I was like I don't know how comfortable she's going to yeah. be with like you know us putting her arm around yeah. her and like running on the beach and like doing all this stuff and she was so down for everything. It, I will say that the the video is just like so fun, pure joy. Like it seems like a really, like it feels, it seems like a, it was real. It was very real. Yeah. And I love that video. It was the most fun I'd ever had on a shoot. Oh, really? I loved it. But there's a part of that video that I love more than anything else that I'm like, this is how you know marketing has changed forever. So the, like, the video starts off with Tara Lynn strutting down the beach in a yeah. bikini. And then she grabs my hand and like picks yeah. me up and I like rip off my shirt. Yeah. And there's, it's all in slow motion. And then, you know, they pick up Emmy and Sherry Shepard. Yeah. And then it cuts to me and I'm throwing my shirt and my, uh, breastuses does like a full like when I throw it it does like a full slow motion 360 helicopter and I was just like oh my god you're like wow they kept that in I was like oh that was a shot exactly I was like that was a shot they did and I just literally watched my man boob just like do a full 360 and I was like okay cool I, uh, I was like this is we're, sh we're real this, this is, is real and I was I mean Unfiltered. considering the whole, the whole shoot was about like real bodies of and course. everybody counts yeah. and that's what was so great about it 
yeah. that I was like very much like, oh, that was real. That was, that real. was real. I didn't the, expect them to show like the realist. <laughs> was so, the realist. So it was, it was, it was, the shoot in general was so fun. But yeah, I was very surprised they kept that. But I was like, okay, yeah, that's what a that's definitely what a body does. It's <laughs> a, a lot of jiggle, but it's cool. I'm very proud. I'm still very proud of it. But I was it was shocking at first. I was like, oh, okay, like, that's we kept that cool. <laughs> And also, you know, I'm just doing it, so I don't know what's happening no. until you see it in, like, HD no. slow motion, no. and you're like, oh, yeah. I thought I was just throwing a shirt. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know <laughs> the rest of my body was, was following <laughs> later on. <laughs> oh, it's so <sighs> much fun. Mm. It's so much fun. Greg, this was so much fun. This was really fun. I love I, this. I honestly, I, hearing your past episodes, I was like, okay, so it seems like there's a thread I have to but this was such an no. easy nice comfort but it's yeah. always so wonderful having a chance to talk to you it's always wonderful yes. talking to you yes. and now we'll talk more off mic probably okay but this is this is uh, this is it for you guys we're okay. gonna now talk dirty all right love you <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, please follow Greg on all the social medias. Yes, at, Litly Litly. At Litly Litly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, get on it and do it. And we'll talk to you again soon, man. This is fun. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. I learn from him every time I talk to him, and it's absolutely a joy. Please follow Greg on Litly Litly. Please follow us um, at Zach Miko, Z-A-C-H-M-I-K-O. Um, thanks for listening every week. Please remember to subscribe and to rate and to do all those things you haven't done if you haven't done them yet. And until next week, remember to go out in the world and do big things. Ah,